hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Good Saturday morning once again. It is another beautiful weekend in the city of Hamilton. Rick Zamprin here with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie. Sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. They're all over social media at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. If you have a question for the golfy team or you want us to pounce on a topic you would like, uh, like us to debate uh, email questions at robgolfie.com that email address again is questions at robgolfie.com as always we have a plethora of topics to uh, get to today including rob Lowe, who has his mansion up for sale i'm not going to spoil the price of this mansion but we'll take a uh, uh, bring you an inside look at rob lowe's multi-million dollar mansion we'll talk about how to stop an unruly neighbor from ruining the sale of your home a dozen things you should do before you sell your home and we'll also get into hamilton and burlington being uh, up high in terms of real estate taxes in this country. We'll also talk about how Montreal is making a surge and getting a, a bunch of new people in their community. We also have some June Realtor stats to bring to you from uh, the Realtors uh, Association of Hamilton Burlington. But first, Phil wants to talk about restaurants and food. Yeah, so I'm... Saturday I'm morning, big... <laughs> you've, you've had your breakfast already and you already want to talk about food. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm a, I am enjoy eating out. I'm uh, Whether it's with, with friends or on dates or, or whatever, I'm uh, that's my thing is I like to go to different restaurants. I've yeah. been to... to Tons throughout the city, whether it's you know Hamilton, Burlington. Yeah, I like. I always. I always. That's what I enjoy on the weekends. I always like eating out. And there's so many great restaurants here tons. now, especially. Yeah, there's tons, but there's nothing that ruins the dynamic of eating out more than when you're with somebody or or with another person mm-hmm. that sends food back. It's horrible. And, and I don't care what you know. You can get my order wrong. You can you know, I I've never maybe on one occasion right. I've never sent food back. Like <laughs> so my, you'll just kind of stomach my, it. My steak can be blue, yeah, and I'll eat it. And I and I just think I have these two friends. I'm not going to out them or say their name. I think you just did. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably listening. And, and and you know what? If they're if they are, they know exactly who they are. Right. But are they, every are single they female or male, they're male. They're they're two. And, okay. And no oh, matter picky what, guys, picky no guys. No matter yeah. what, every single time I've been out with them, there's a problem. Right. Every single time, and the way <laughs> you know. They're so rude and, and, and they just complain to the to the waiter right. or the waitress and, and I, I told them last time I told them I go, I'm never I'm never eating out with you guys. This again. is it, you're breaking this up with it. them. There's nothing there's nothing worse. There's nothing, nothing worse. Nothing can satisfy them. There's nothing really? worse. There's nothing worse to go out for dinner or, or go for So give, give me an example of what Wait they would do. Like, 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 like their steak is undercooked or overcooked yeah, or something something as fries. little as like um if they ordered a burger and, and, and the waiter or waitress didn't bring, you know, the ketchup and mustard to the table. Just okay. the way they would ask. It's you know what i mean right it's they're like, rude just about like it. relax yeah. their etiquette is a little um, uh, lax um you know something as you know my one buddy doesn't like pickles and, and something came with pickles <laughs> on it and he sent it back it's like you know just just peel the pickles, the pickles off, off? And, yeah, yeah and uh 
But uh, I was I was at the keg the other day, and and the table beside me and the table in front of me both had issues with their food, <laughs> right? So you're trying to you're trying to you know focus on your you know and but you can't help but listen oh you got you yeah. have to see the dialogue that's going on right you want to see you know what the manager's going to say and sure. come over and, and how they're going to react and how they're going to you know you know make the situation better yeah so the table beside me complained that they got their we got our food before them and it was like it was like we sat down maybe maybe at the same time mm. and we got our food like five minutes before and he goes well he goes you got to do something about the drinks then and wow. he's like, you got to, you got to. They were gonna start. Yeah, he's like, when they got he's their like, food one minute later. Yeah, he's like, you got to take the drinks off the meal. And, and wow. And the manager's like, yeah, okay, well, you know, we'll comp the drinks. And then he looks across at his, you know, wife or girlfriend and crosses his arms and kind of gives her the look and, you know, gives her the look and <laughs> like see, he accomplished see, something. Yeah, see what I just did wow. type of thing. Wow. And I'm like, you saved, you know, this fifteen is, this bucks. Guy is, yeah, this guy's unbelievable. <laughs> and and I'm listening to the situation. I and I'm just like, you know. It just ruins, ruins. Right. It just ruins it. It's just you know these guys work hard and you know and they don't need somebody to come in and wait till they get married. Them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gonna send the or food try back being on their wife try, all the time. Try, yeah. try being a waiter. Uh, yeah. No uh, kidding. Once. And, yeah. It's it's a tough job. They it work, is. You know they're they're running around and working hard. Actually, I read an article that says the baby boomers are the worst tippers. Really? Eh? And and. Uh, Baby boomers, yeah, like like your your generation. They I tip say, well. Yeah, they say my they say my generation <laughs> tips way better. Interesting. Than, uh, yeah, the younger generation. Wow. Tips I would have never guessed better. that. Yeah, never so. guess that. And, and you know, you can, well, we didn't you, start you can, eating at restaurants too. We were twenty in our twenties. <laughs> baby boomers. That's true. Baby boomers. You could you could I mean, screw remember, up my. Email. I remember my first McDonald's experience. <laughs> You could you could screw up my email. I'm still an 18 to 20 percent guy. I I all 18 to 20 percent. Yeah. yeah, you talk to these millennials. They don't even remember. They just remember McDonald's being there. Totally. They don't remember their first time at McDonald's. No, no, it wasn't an experience, right? No. Yeah. You go. I've been going to McDonald's many times since I was uh, one years old. But yeah. but I mean, our generation. I mean, we didn't go to restaurants. Yeah. And it was like like. I don't, you know. It, it was a it was a big thing. Oh my! Like when yeah. my family went to a restaurant, and <laughs> it was. Like, I don't think a special occasion. I think the first time I, I was a teenager. The first time <laughs> our family <laughs> went out to a restaurant, <laughs> like seriously, exactly. and it was like, what, what's happening? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. We can eat somewhere else. Yeah, like you're sitting here, and all you do is look around. <laughs> yeah, you look around. This is the what people do. Wow, yeah, like what's like, going on? It is. It's a big. You have. You guys have no idea. Yeah. Uh, like we, nobody went to restaurants back then. And the only people that went to restaurants <laughs> back then were people coming in from out of town <laughs> totally yeah. yeah and and you know uh the selection uh you know 20 30 years ago was much less than what it is now oh, oh the yeah. menus the menus were only yeah. like well not even that i'm just just talking like the establishment so you, oh, had, yeah. you had your fast food places and they had your mom and pop shops yeah. and really the franchise kind of restaurants i mean they were there but they weren't as prevalent as no, they are nowadays no the rest there's there's uh, restaurants in every corner now but back then very like yeah. there is, and you had your favorite stop if you yeah. were you know after you had your, to go you had your, your high end restaurants back then yeah and that was more like business people would go there and and all that but you wouldn't get that yeah uh, yeah that was, yeah that was uh, that is an experience going yeah I remember my first time at McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, the the one time and and now that I remember you know you asked me before the show if I ever sent food back and I haven't. I almost did once. It was at the keg too, uh, the one in Upper James that they're totally rebuilding now. Uh, and uh, my wife and I ordered chicken, and I know, yeah, why are you ordering chicken, uh, chicken at a steak <laughs> place? But I wanted to try it because it, you know it looked pretty good, and it was a little dry. And we told the manager, or we told the waiter that 
uh, you know, up, up to the keg standards, this kind of, you know, just didn't hit those expectations. Right, right. And the manager was great, came by, said, hey, I'm going to comp your meal, have a free dessert, and it was phenomenal. So, I mean, you don't have to be, uh, you know, a dirtbag. Yeah, but you don't yeah. want, you don't, you don't, you know that good restaurants will comp that and, take, and take care of you, but yeah. there's other people that will that know that going and take in advantage. and take, take advantage complete of advantage yeah. of it and it yeah. and it just sucks because it puts the waiter or the waitress and the managers in a tough position where they're still trying to maintain the the brand and the the reputation of the sure. restaurant and, and they're going to comp and, it anyway and, and, yeah. and exactly but no matter what you do you're not going to make this person happy exactly and and they're trying their best and they're taking it personal because they want to run a good business or they want to run you know want to make sure that they give you that experience yeah. but going in those people had plans to take back their food and, or complain yeah. going in. So. Yeah. In the meantime, you've, you've ruined the waiter's day. And, yeah. You know, yeah, no kidding. A lot of collateral damage yeah. for nothing, really. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, let's get into uh, some uh, June realtor statistics from the uh, Realtors Association of uh, Hamilton Burlington. <laughs> this is a real estate show? <laughs> this, uh, this is a real estate show. Yeah, it's not a restaurant <laughs> review show, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. hey, if you guys want to do that, too, we can uh, certainly... Uh, uh, set aside an hour and do uh, Phil Golfie's restaurant review uh, yeah, hour. Since he goes to a lot of restaurants, <laughs> but I didn't go at his age. <laughs> there you go. So we've picked out uh, four areas of the city that um, at least have really noticed some differences over the last little while. The first one being Hamilton East, which has really seen a decline, uh, especially year over year, in the number of units sold. So last month, June 2018, 75 units, down from 108 in May of 2018, and down from 102 in June of 2017. Hamilton East really struggling at the moment. Yeah, they, I, surprisingly, because Hamilton East is a is a, you know another hot hub in uh, in Hamilton, and it, it looks like for for the month of June, it's it's almost uh, a five year all time low for the month of June. Um, in 2013, they were selling 70 homes in that month in, in East Hamilton. So, so, um, not sure what's going on if it's because kids are going back to school. I mean, right. kids, sorry, kids are, Out of school. are, are yeah. uh, you know, the end of the school year and things like that. People are waiting for vacation season, but it, it, it seems, uh, Quite a, a, a pretty down quite a bit. Yeah, the yeah. The, the average uh, sale price is rather consistent though, about three hundred seventy five thousand yeah. dollars. So while the price is holding its own uh, difficulty, the prices yeah homes. they're they're hanging in there. It look it looks like the pricing was uh, uh, better. Look at look at February eh? February yeah three ninety six yeah they, they you know I'm, I'm just February had fifty seven sales. So there was less sales, but yeah, three ninety six. It was pretty strong. Impressive number. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton Central also caught our eye because all year long, you know, starting in January, there were sixty two um, uh, units sold. Then it went to eighty in February. The ninety seven, ninety three, ninety three, ninety three. I mean, those are all respectable numbers in comparison, and and, but, and they're all down, and they're all down from the year before because yeah. last year at this time, June twenty seventeen, there was one hundred and forty four yeah. units. Yeah, it's um, it, in that area is is a is a hot hub area and a lot of millennials uh were coming in from uh the gta, GTA yeah but uh i guess all, all the uh millennials and the gta buyers already bought so <laughs> <laughs> all uh the uh, the average sale price too uh, a little down as well three hundred thirty-five thousand in yeah. june down yeah. from 371 um but uh, again comparative to earlier in the year at 338 in january 348 in february so hamilton central is uh, an area to keep an eye on yeah got a couple yeah. minutes left in this segment i do want to get to burlington and grimsby so in burlington What's going on? Burlington's taking a beating. Wow. They're not selling houses. Uh, agents are starting to look for jobs right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, uh, yeah, the, the numbers are way down in uh, in Burlington. Um, I don't know what's going on there. 
<clears throat> well, what's going? The average sale prices, you know, it seems to be hanging in there. Um, it, it went up in uh, March and April and uh, May, and then it came and it came back down a little bit in mm -hmm. June. So the average sale price in June was seven hundred fifteen thousand. Only three hundred sales in Burlington. That's and you a say tough, and you say number. only three hundred sales because in. 2015 in June, that was an all-time high for that month, 653. So there's been 353 yeah. less sales compared to June of 2015. Oh, I know. That's huge. I know. And uh, and I think there's over 1,000 agents in wow. That's incredible. Uh, Burlington. Before we go, Grimsby, another uh, area that is uh, certainly hot and uh, even more so in terms of the number of units. So in the, in the three other areas we have identified, units have gone down. In Grimsby, they're going up from 45 in May to 62 in June. Yeah, little. it's just like a little, I, like I said, I call that mini Oakville. Um, it's still um, a hidden gem for uh, a lot of um, GTA buyers. When they do find it, they love that little small town feel. Mm -hmm. It's just like Dundas, and uh, but yeah, the numbers are strong yep. in, in Grimsby. Surprisingly, average sale price five hundred seventy-five thousand uh, dollars in Grimsby. It's a great little hub to get to with uh, easy access to the highway and a bunch of other great things. Still to come on the show, we'll talk about Hamilton Burlington being high on the real estate taxes list in Canada, and twelve things you need to do before you sell your home. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio this fine morning with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfie team. 905-575-7700 is their phone number. Again, that's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and be sure to check out their Instagram and Twitter accounts. The handles at Rob Golfie. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can find past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, anything real estate related, you can email your question to questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, we'll have uh, an inside peek at Rob Lowe's multi-million dollar mansion. How to stop an unruly neighbor from ruining the sale of your home. 12 things to do before selling your house. We'll also get into Hamilton and Burlington being really high on the real estate taxes list in Canada. But uh, forget about Vancouver, forget about Toronto. Montreal seems to be a hot spot for uh, whether they're foreign investors or people from uh, the, the uh, China area. Montreal's really a hot hub. What's going on? Yeah, it doesn't get a, the attention it deserves. I think uh, I think Montreal's a great city. It's you know it's comparable in population and demographic to you know Vancouver and, and Toronto has you know the big transit lines mm -hmm. has you know the big financial district, but it doesn't get that attention it deserves from from foreign buyers or even even people that are looking to invest in real estate uh, domestically. I think it's going to be you know as these foreign buyer taxes continue to increase and be implemented by. Um, provinces. I think, you know, if Montreal's uh, a, um, a lucrative hotbed that people are going to uh, notice, then it's it's going to attract They're gonna those. They're going to go there. Yeah, it's going to attract those buyers. It does have huge anchors. You know, it has the big university anchors, yeah. has the big healthcare anchors. So um, 
will uh, it should be interesting to see what happens to their real estate market as the as you know the prov- provincial governments implement foreign buyers tax in uh, in Ontario and in Vancouver. Um, I mean, if if I think I think it's it's more of a um, more of a know, knowing it's there, right? right. Yeah. Um, when you're a foreign buyer, you don't you don't have you know a grip on the real estate market, or or you you know you don't know what you you don't know in terms of a real estate market. So as people become aware, and and, and those real estate agents or or the real estate companies attract those foreign buyers, whether they're coming from China, um, and 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 say, hey, listen, you know, Montreal's a great hotbed, mm-hmm. um, and and they got to present it in a way where there's you know attractive cap rates and and low vacancy rates and and stuff like that. Then and then you know they'll see that that it's it's a great opportunity to to avoid the foreign buyers tax and get into a big metropolitan city that's growing. Yeah. With any foreign buyer, I mean, they're looking at return on investment. And if they see that ROI, it's it's evaporated in Vancouver, right? You're going to buy a million-dollar home. If you sell it, it's going to be around a million bucks yeah. anyways. You have, Same yeah, story for Toronto. Yeah. So now exactly. you have this city yeah. that, you know, a lot of immigrants, and uh, whether they're foreign buyers or people, you know, uh, well, looking to flip or even invest in, Montreal is very lucrative. Uh, well, th- there was an article in the paper that says, uh, move over Toronto and Vancouver, Montreal, the new hot housing market for Chinese real estate shoppers. And it says here... Chinese buyers inquired about uh, U.S. Uh, 1.45 billion worth of Canadian properties in 2017, with interest in Montreal growing 84.5 percent. Wow, huge! So, 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 they're, they're so is the golfy team setting up a Montreal bureau? <laughs> I think anytime? so. We got to set up a, an office there. And and you know what? The one thing the uh, Quebec government. They won't change anything like yeah, the Canadian, yeah. uh, the Ontario government. They'll say, "We'll just let these guys come here. Let's get totally. get our yeah. province yeah. looking, uh, get get that money here." What's the downside for the city of Montreal? I mean, your your population is is going to be booming. It might you know stress certain avenues in terms of you know policing or uh, you know uh, municipal services that kind yeah. of stuff. But if those homes are already there. But uh, I, you know, I, I'm in. so unfamiliar with their real estate market because they never make the headlines. Ever. Right? There's yeah. never, yeah. there's never articles until now. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's always articles about Vancouver and their condo market yeah. and um and and their luxury real estate market, and you can always find that stuff that makes you know makes it across the country. But there's never anything about Montreal and and what their real estate market's doing, whether it's good or whether it's bad mm-hmm. or, it's always or whether it's, it's Vancouver, it's, it's Toronto. An, yeah. yeah, it's it's just an unknown that maybe people aren't interested in as much and. I, I think as soon as it starts to receive the attention that it deserves or, or, or more attention, it's going to attract different uh, different real estate groups or different real estate investment companies. And it should be interesting to see where that goes in terms of, you know, the overall price points and, and how, you know, how that might heat up their real estate yeah. market. Do you think that's the last best stop for foreign investors? Because as I said, Vancouver and Toronto kind of tapped out. Montreal is still a major city in this country. They have an awesome airport, easy to get yeah. to, very multi-dimensional population. Yeah. When you look at other, you know, capitals around the country, we had, you know, Regina or Winnipeg or <laughs> Edmonton or, you know, can, you can throw Calgary into the mix as a major city. They'll, they'll eventually go there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, investors really aren't looking at those no, cities no, right now. No, but they will. And what happens is uh, everything will increase when they start going there. Because if, if 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 all these foreign buyers start going to a different province, then everybody else is doing the same thing. So all these foreign buyers are getting pushed around around the country because they know the Canadian uh, real estate market is the best in the world. So they're just going to keep buying wherever uh, they can. And some of them are still buying, even with the foreign tax here. Yeah. St- wow. Some of them are still buying. I think the easy, what, what's happened is it's very easy to buy Canadian real estate through the different avenues that are available to foreign buyers, which makes it very attractive, right? Um, with that being said, you know, Toronto also has a lot of Chinese 
immigrants or mm-hmm. Chinese speaking immigrants, which make it another great avenue for those Chinese sure. to go back to their home country and present different investment opportunities to those investors over right, there. Right. So, yeah. um, so with those avenues, it makes it it makes it really easy. And I mean, you know, the the United States is, is a huge hotbed for for foreign investors investors. So, you know, let's be happy that they're going to continue to come here. And, and I think it's, you know helping our economy grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think real estate has a huge ripple effect on the rest of the economy. Um, you know, and some people might disagree that, you know, we don't we don't want those Chinese buyers, but if they're gonna come in here and, and buy buildings and buy apartments and, and fix them up and flip them, it's it's huge for, you know, different downtown cores, whether yeah. it's Hamilton or Burlington. Um, and it's not necessarily people might not see it, but you know, in a lot of these different, you know, especially the big projects, there's a lot of foreign money involved in them. And and I think it's you know they're they're using local workers right you know it's not like they're they're bringing in you know foreign workers mm-hmm. to, to work on these projects it's foreign money yeah it's a boost are, on the economy yeah sure. so it's, yeah. it's 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 very important um, and I I think you know we should be happy that we're continuing to attract them. Yeah. Uh, another story you can check uh, online at 900chml.com and uh, at globalnews.ca. Um, the cities with the highest and lowest real estate taxes in Canada, and, and Hamilton Burlington is on this list. So this is according to a report from RBC, which basically says buying a house in Canada briefly became a little less challenging late last year, but that small gain is now already gone as rising interest rates ease the impact of a cooling housing market. But home prices and borrowing costs aren't all that home buyers and homeowners have to contend with. There's also, of course, taxes. And depending on where you live in Canada, land transfer and property taxes might just be enough to push your dream home out of your reach. So how does the tax burden of home ownership compare across the country? So if we zoom down to the list, um, we will start with number one, which is easy to do, and that'll be Vancouver that has the highest la- total land transfer tax. So if you buy a home right out of the gate, twenty grand is going to the tax man. Yeah. That's a lot of that money. Is you know, this is something that, that actually gets overlooked in, in a lot of The banks buying. will finance that. The banks yeah. finance that. Yeah. It's, yeah, because there's... A lot of people... Uh, but a lot of people don't don't really think about that there is land they transfer don't take tax that into account. is involved. And, and, you know, they're very easy to calculate. There's a lot of calculators online that, that will show you, you know, what land transfer tax is. For example, mm-hmm. um, the land transfer tax in Vancouver is 1.8% of the home price that you buy. So it's it's like an added commission um, towards towards the percentage of the of the of the purchase price. But I mean, if you start to look at the average price in Vancouver, yeah. and you got to pay one point eight percent of that average price just to just to it's move. Almost 2%. Yeah, it's, it's almost two percent. Yeah, it's almost two percent. It's a lot of money, and and yeah. I know you know you know Toronto's land transfer land transfer tax is the highest in the entire country. I, I think it's a little bit, and they and they wanted to do that here in in all of Ontario. Yeah. Like, like uh, double the land transfer tax, and uh, that got kiboshed right away. I think from uh, the Canadian, uh, I'm not sure it was the Ontario Real Estate Association, or the or Canadian, Canadian. Yeah. but that would hurt sales. That would be, and, I, and I'm surprised they're just letting that go. That that is a lot of money in Toronto to, to pay for land transfer tax. Yeah, three point one percent in terms of repeat buyers, two point one percent for first time home buyers. Uh, in Toronto, it's sixteen grand basically when you compare it to the average home price of eight hundred five thousand. By the way, Vancouver's average home price in May of twenty eighteen one point one million dollars. Third on the list is Victoria, then Abbotsford, and then Kelowna, BC at number five. So BC has four out of the top five. Yeah. At number six, which is 
is very surprising to me. Halifax, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, just an average home price of 311000 but a land transfer tax of 1.5%, so in this case about 4700 bucks. I would have never guessed that Halifax would have been even in the top 10. Yeah, <laughs> Oshawa no at 7, Montreal, here's Montreal coming in, uh, at number 8 with a land transfer tax of 1.1%. Hamilton, Burlington is number 9, so the percentage is 0.7%. Uh, average price listed oh, as 590000 in May, so that's about... 0.7% uh, is that if you're a first-time buyer. First-time buyer. And then if you're a, a, a repeat buyer, a repeat it's, buyer, it's 1, 1. 1.4%. Yeah. But this just gets enrolled in your in, in, in your mortgage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, these aren't out-of-pocket expenses. No, no. But you know what? Like, like going back to Toronto, like, that's... The reason why Toronto doubled the land transfer tax is because it was... I guess they, they got... Uh, financial issues in that yeah. in that city, and they and they needed and they still got financial issues. So no matter what they do, if if they double it double it again, people are still Tron- gonna Toronto is still going to be in debt. But it's just bad management on the on the mayor's part. But I just see how they could try to control the real estate market or cool the real estate market by implementing a tax. It's the worst, worst, worst feeling to see mm-hmm. when it happens. Like, like if you you know you implement a foreign buyer's tax, or if you wanna if you wanna try and cool or or, or make a change, you implement a land transfer tax, yeah. and everything has a tax behind it. Um, and you know, with the Bank of Canada, you know, raising interest rates, it's just like the, the money is going into the pockets of the government, yeah. and it's not. You know, it's not going back into the economy. Two so things. Two things are for sure: death and taxes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're yes. talking about so the latter just, at the moment. Uh, I, I I like when they get creative and, and do different things that are alternate to a tax when it comes to implementing into yeah. um into real estate or, or the way you know real estate's traded. But it's just it's it's not a good feeling when when it's another tax or or, or another tax being increased. Agreed. Um, uh, rounding up the top ten: Winnipeg, Guelph is eleventh, uh, KW is thirteenth, and uh, the Niagara region is twenty first with a 02 percent um, tax for first time home buyers, a one point one for repeat buyers. So uh, enough about taxes. We're taxed up the wazoo, as we know, uh, but I just want to provide that insight to to our listeners about uh, land transfer fees and taxes. Okay, 12 things to do before selling your house. I mean, there's there's obviously a lot more than 12 things to do, but these are probably the 12 most important things that you should do. And number one on the list is easy, and that's to call the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. Find them at robgolfie.com online. But number one is find a great real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. Before we get into those 12 things, um, in today's market, it's more important now than ever to pay attention to those little details. Okay. Um, you know, we're, we're not in the, the spring of last year where, you know, you can put a, a Canadian tire for sale sign out front of your house and expect <laughs> and a lineup yeah. and uh, and expect multiple offers. So, you know, the added exposure as well as those paying attention to those little details into your house and, and around your house, um, and whether it's, you know, the extra yard work or, or you know, the pulling of weeds or, or something as little as that, it, it's going to make a huge difference. Um, in today's market, you know, buyers are more picky than ever before, and mm-hmm. you know, more picky in the last probably two to three you years. You definitely have to do the work. Yeah. De- um, the, yeah. But we'll the, go through the list. We'll yeah. go through the list. Well, I mean, that that's a reflection of, of number two. Consider your curb yeah. appeal. So, if you, I mean, if your house looks like it hasn't been looked after in a while, especially the lawn and the garden, the whole bit, uh, you know, people are probably going to say, forget it. I don't even want to go yeah, inside. That's right. And it's not even, and before you used to try and do it, like last year, you, you used to do these things to try and get you more money. Now, you're no. doing these things to just make your house more saleable, right? Just just an effort to get your house sold. Right. To get more um, people there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Whereas, whereas last year, 
you know, you're like, you know what, if we, if we, you know, if we consider the curb appeal and do the landscaping and maybe paint, you know, we might be able to get ten to fifteen thousand dollars right, more, right. which is well, a huge. Well, it's it's like the house on uh, in uh, in in Grimsby. we told them to remove the oh yeah the doors, hmm. and I drove by and I looked at it all the time, and it was on the market for ten months prior, and we only changed the price by twenty thousand on this house. This is almost a million dollar house, mm-hmm. and. We 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 did sell it within a week, right? Yeah, six days. Yeah, so and that's what, incredible. What, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it, so it was, so it was crazy. A couple of minor changes. I said, if you can remove these doors, I think your curb appeal will look a lot better. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm not sure if that was the case or or it was the golfy team. I'm sure it was <laughs> it's both. a combination of both. Sure, it was both. <laughs> we got a couple of minutes. Uh, number three, declutter living areas. The worst feeling I would imagine if you're a prospective home buyer is going into a, a house and it is just littered with stuff. Yeah. So one of one of our main rules is is pick one room, right? If you have a lot of a lot of clutter. Put it all in one room. There's nothing worse than clutter throughout the entire house. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a bedroom or a basement, you want to box it up and make it neat clutter. Where you where where it's all in one corner of the basement, or if it's you know if you're in a condo, you put it in 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 you know one of the two bedrooms or okay. or, or or whatever. But you want to make sure that if you have a ton of clutter, you put it confined to one spot and make sure it's neat. It makes the house look look way better. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then. Yeah, it's it's the next one you want to go through to the yeah. next one. Depersonalize your space. And whenever I read this, I always think about the painting or the picture that uh, of the lady who uh, <laughs> wanted to keep it. And, yeah. and I should have taken a picture of you that. You should picture. have taken yeah. it. Yeah. So basically, the backstory is the lady. Uh, she was bare chested, I think, in this photo. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And, yeah. and it's a nice, fine and, piece and of she, art. And she did not <laughs> I guess. like. Has, she wanted it up there. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, but that's yeah. something you know. One yeah, of the, you see an example things. of something that should not be around. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But but most importantly is is a part of our team. We have a a staging consult uh, staging consultant on our team. Yep. That that basically is you know we're not professionals. Um, how you sell and how you live are two completely different things. We'll bring in we'll bring in our staging consultant to help our sellers. And what she'll do is she'll arrange different things in the house to make the house look more saleable. So, um, you know, one of her big things is depersonalizing the space, which mm-hmm. is number four on our list. Um, okay. Everything such as taking down, you know, personal, personal photos items and, and everything everything of that nature. We got uh, more than half of the list still to get to and a bunch of other things here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie also in studio this morning. Those two fine gentlemen are sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can log online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Get a host of great information on that page. And you can also call them anytime at 905-575-7700 at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And you can like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast podcast on iTunes and Google Play. We've had a, uh, more than 100 uh, amazing episodes for you to log on and listen to. You can also uh, find past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. We're going through a list of the 12 
things to do before selling your house. I mean, there's a million things to do, but these 12 <laughs> are, are very important. Yeah. Number one, find a, a great real estate agent. Again, call the Dolph, uh, call the Golfie team. Uh, consider your curb appeal, declutter living areas, and depersonalize your space. Number five on, the list, on this list is repaint walls to neutral tones. Absolutely. Um, um, we have we have a couple of good stories in regards to paint. We sold a house, and this was last year in the crazy market. But we sold a house for um, it's on Gold Crest and Stony Creek. We sold it for six oh five. The sale fell through, um, and and we said you know one of the things that you know some of the feedback that we got in that sale was the paint color wasn't attractive or or it was dark or whatever. So what we did is we went and we we painted the entire house, uh, main floor and upstairs. A very neutral tone gray, mm-hmm. and the house ended up selling for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars more <laughs> what? than what we sold it for initially prior to the sale falling through. So that's that's, that's within that's, three that's three yeah, months. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's a three month period. Now that's an extreme example, but it shows you that that a, a neutral tone paint color is very attractive um, to people coming through, and, mm-hmm. and you might not realize it, but people don't have that eye to to understand and see what the house could look differently right. without a neutral tone. Also, in pictures online, it looks way better. You know, sometimes yeah. you get distracted by these bright reds. Yellows or, or reds. Yeah. And sometimes and the rooms look you know, the closed colors. in. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it, does, it does give it that um, that that different look. So definitely, if, if you do have the time and you are preparing for a sale, definitely, you know, consider neutral tone paint. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's not, you know... Don't say like your house. Your house isn't going to sell if it's if it's um you know a, a strong or bold paint color. But if you do have the time and you are considering selling, it's something. In, the, in this market, you need yeah, to do that kind of thing. You need that, you need all yeah. the all the check marks. Yeah. Uh, off like you know paint the house, declutter all everything to get that that home sold now with the way the market is mm-hmm. a little softer than than it, it we're used to from la- the last couple of years. Another one of those uh, little minor details, but uh, would probably go a long way, is touch up any scuff marks. Yeah, so when people are walking through a house, um, their eyes are immediately drawn to any inefficiency in the room. So, for example, if you walk in a room and there's a, you know, there's a nail hole or there's a, there's a scratch on the wall um, or a big <clears throat> scratch in the hardwood floors or, or, or whatever, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. People recognize that inefficiency and they pay more attention to that small inefficiency to the rest of the room. You can have beautiful crown molding and a nice chandelier or or, or whatever you want. But if there's a scratch on the hardwood floor, that gets recognized before anything yeah. else. It's like the um, show uh, Austin Powers. The guy had the mole. He couldn't keep he his eyes off the mole. But home buyers are going into homes. I think they're first, uh, well, they're thinking about a number of things. Number one, you know, am I going to like this house? And number two is I think they're they're subconsciously or even consciously looking for things that are wrong. Yeah. Right? They want to see those red flags. Well, the house yeah. is perfect until you walk in. Exactly, right? yeah. So, the, so they go walk in and, and, and they're not they're not there to... It's so funny. It's funny you mentioned that, but they're not there to, to pipe up the house, but they're there to... To, to knock it down, tear it down. right? Yeah, yeah. they, yeah. they want to, you know, they want to pick out every little if- inefficiency. Basically, and the they're there to find that house is that house has to sell them. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So you know, it's a you know, it, it's just the way it is. It, and if they find uh, deficiencies, they're gonna they're gonna, point they're gonna bring it out. Yeah, uh, fix any loose handles. Yeah, and this goes to you know loose handles and loose railings. R- loose and, railings and, are and, a big and al- one. And also yeah. uh, closet doors. Sometimes the folding doors yeah, aren't are off uh, the rack, off the hinges, yeah. and they're not you know it just, fix it's those. Just, it's just when when people are walking through the house, all those little things, um, you know, they as they get through that you know as they go through their tour walking through the house, 
if if those are 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 loose or off or or whatever, just take the time to fix them. It'll definitely help. Yeah. Uh, we'll rifle through a couple more as we're running out of time in the segment to add some plants, which is always uh, uh, yeah, but yeah. not too many. Don't yeah, yeah, be careful. Don't be the jungle. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe like you know a bouquet of flowers, but not yeah. yeah. You're right, not a jungle. <laughs> this is a good one because when my wife and I were uh, searching for our first home. Uh, we conducted the smell test and there was one home that we went into and it uh, it was off the list the moment we went yeah. through the front door because it just did not spe- uh, you know yeah. pass the smell test yeah uh, number 10 clean 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 uh, 11 this one's interesting hide valuables yeah you should uh, we've never had anything uh, taken surprisingly like yeah like, we saw yeah, a lot of houses we, yeah you know but we, but the agent should be walking through with the clients right. that's why things aren't stolen but uh, but it's always it, you know yeah, what put it get don't, a little safe you can get a little Canadian tire safe and just and just don't throw leave like yeah. you know like uh, three hundred dollars on a on a <laughs> on a dresser yeah. just open for someone to yeah. say take me take yeah. me be sensible yeah just you know hide all that and and same thing with jewelry just hide it. Um, it's the best way. Then you then you don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got about uh, thirty seconds. Consider staging, and you guys have a great staging yes. service too. Yeah, yes. yeah. We offer. We definitely offer staging. Like I said before, how you live and how you sell are two different things. And you get so comfortable living in your own house that you don't necessarily know. It's like when you move your bed set around. Or, or it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh my what? gosh! Yeah. Look at this. It's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's you know something as little as that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we uh, we we help consider and and make a part of our our sales uh, service. Goes a long way. When we come back. How to stop an unruly neighbor from ruining the sale of your home, and we'll take an inside peek at Rob Lowe's multi-million dollar mansion. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I dot com. A, uh, this is an article in the New York Times with the headline, How to Stop That Unruly Neighbor from Ruining Your Sale. And it's basically a Q&A. And uh, the person, I guess, emailed in this question saying, I'm running to you on behalf of my lovely neighbors who've been harassed for years by a neighbor who shares their driveway and often blocks them in. Now that they've put their home up for sale, he's at his Uh, He's at every open house intimidating potential buyers. We live in a great community in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. He's the bad seed on the block. (laughs) It seems the real estate agent can't handle him. What can my neighbors do? That's a tough one. Yeah. Well, we he's sabotaging open houses. We've got a client uh, that's moving because of a bad neighbor. Okay. Oh, this is this is yeah. This is a terrible story. Yeah, but um, so is it impossible to contain a bad neighbor or or convince him or her to say, hey, just it's 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 hard. It's it's not good. Because, yeah. um, like, I don't know what to say, but, you know, it's, you, you, you may have to. You got to be sensitive to the situation, right? Yeah. Um, especially when you approach him, um, him or her, mm-hmm. and, and say, you know, obviously he recognizes that they're trying to sell a house. And you just got to say, you know, you got to be sensitive to how you approach that person and, and, and yeah. make them understand that 
they're not helping the sales process and they're actually being more detrimental to yeah. it than anything. Wouldn't but, that individual, the, the unruly neighbor, benefit in the sale of the house, meaning that, you know, that house is going to sell probably for a higher price, which is going to boost his house up in They're price. not thinking that. Yeah. They're not thinking logically yeah. uh, uh, of that. They just want to make that guy's life miserable. More yeah. miserable than right. he is now. That that he's probably moving because of that. Yeah. One thing yeah. about the one thing about neighbors in a neighborhood where you know whether it's their direct neighbor that's selling, they follow that real estate transaction really closer eh? than anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. They know exactly. You know, I'll talk. I'll talk to the. You know, I'll talk to them. They know exactly how many people have been through. How really? many people came to the open house. You know, they're looking at it online. Yeah. Um. And and you know, sometimes I'll be going up to a house and they'll see me three or four times showing the house. The neighbor will come running out and you know what's going on or you know. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll just try and get some feedback with the sale They're of the property, but they want to know where where they stand because it's a it's a usually a direct comparable. Sure. Yeah. The ne- the house next door, especially uh-huh. in, in a townhouse community or a you know a subdivision. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're they're following the transaction. That's incredible. Very closely. very closely. Yeah, they know they closely. more people know more of details of of houses that sold on their street or that have not sold or or up for sale. Than even realtors do. Yeah, wow. yeah they are so in tune with that. Wow. All right, let's get to our uh, last topic of the day. We're going inside Rob Lowe's $47 million California mansion, uh, where apparently Oprah Winfrey is a neighbor. $47 million. So you'd have to win the Lotto Max this week. Yeah. Is he worth that kind of money? I guess so. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and then you could at least afford the house uh, if you're going to get it for that price. Never mind, you know, land taxes or even land transfer taxes. Who knows? Yeah. But this is a 10,000 square foot mansion. It has 20 rooms and is situated on 3.4 acres of land. Wow. Not too Gorgeous. shabby. Yeah. So uh, you can have horses on that. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. It's I'm sure he bad. does. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, you know, Closer to home, we've seen some of these huge, huge sales. I mean, there was a penthouse. I forget which building it w- was in, but it, it was um, just outside of Toronto. Recently, just sold for thirty-six million dollars. Wow! And um, one of a, you know, a, a guy, a part of our media team, actually did the uh, the photography and the, um, you know, part, you know, some of the marketing material that went along with that house. So, um, you know, and this is a, I think it was a ten thousand square foot condo on the oh, top wow. floor of a, and the. The, the view was was insane. Just so, breathtaking. So I mean, I mean, can, Canadians can support you know some of these numbers too. Mm-hmm. We've seen some of these big dollar amounts come, but some of the houses, some of the houses that you see out in California, you know, especially when you're on vacation, looking at some of the beachfront villas, it's yeah. just like, oh, it's incredible. And, and and to think that you know those might be second or third houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. It's some just mind boggling. Yeah, you yeah. can't wrap your head around. Yeah, but, uh, but Roblo's house has six bedrooms, eight full and three partial bathrooms. Nine interior and two exterior fireplaces, a screening room, a wine cellar, piano bar, a home gym. There's also two bedroom guest house, as well as an 8,000 square foot pool cabana with a full kitchen and a bedroom. It also includes uh, a tennis court, two viewing areas, a reflecting pool, a swimming pool, a spa, an outside kitchen with a wood-burning pizza oven, a koi pond, and a rose and vegetable <laughs> garden, as well as a seven-car garage. Not bad. Rob wow. Lowe's doing okay, I couple, guess. It has a couple features, I guess eh? he's, yeah, uh, it's a couple yeah, features. Rob Lowe, I, I, surprisingly... I'm going to Google him and find out what his net worth is now. <laughs> well, it's probably uh, it's at least $47 million. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. No, I wonder I'm if kidding. he's making money on this sale. Maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how he does. Guys, thanks for coming in. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. And we'll see you next Saturday at 9 right here on 900 CHML.